3: Welcome to CEO Coach. I'm Ann Kennedy, president of Outlines Venture Group, managing director at the Sibylla Masters Fund and author of Global Search Engine Marketing. I'm here with Jillian Music, my partner at Outlines and the Sibilla Masters Fund. Jillian is the co-founder of both Moz and Bread Approved. She's a global speaker and contributing author to numerous books and publications on the subject of gender lens investment. Together, we are serial entrepreneurs helping online companies launch, grow, pivot, and thrive. Find out more at OutlinesVenture.com. Hi, Jillian. Last week, well, what a week, we shared how to find government relief programs, talked about disaster recovery plans, and outlined how to develop a thriveability strategy rather than just a survivability strategy, all because of this global pandemic we find ourselves in the middle of. So what would you like to cover this week to help our entrepreneur listeners in these tough times?
0: Well, I've read a lot of articles over the past few weeks and uh, I've listened in on numerous live and taped podcasts with panelists uh, giving advice on what to do now and so on. And surely you and I are in that mix, right? And I know that you referenced one group in particular that highlighted the significant difference in the style between men and women on a recent panel discussion that you had heard. The men were providing the strategic 30,000 foot level idea and the women to fire off to-do lists in a one, two, three fashion.
3: One right. correction. It was one woman and four guys. <laughs> which so is it was a lot of 30,000 foot. <laughs> yeah, which is about the average that you see out there anyway in leadership circles. Yes, that. that's true. But that's yes, true. that that Patricia Kemp was absolutely bing, 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 bing. Do this, do this, do this, do this. Uh, it was
0: wonderful. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to talk about why it felt so wonderful, right? Now, I know it's a glittering generality, and it certainly doesn't describe every operational style of all genders and so on. Uh, But I think you'd agree that we often see that the men in the CEO position talk about this big picture and the women often in the COO position, but even when they're in the CEO position, uh, about executing ideas that big around those fine ideas, right? So we talk so much about these wizards and executors type thing, right? And we do find that the women get far more tactical, far more quickly and more frequently, right? Again, glittering generality doesn't cover everybody, but put it in perspective. So in times of crisis, such as we're navigating today, CEOs of all genders are finding themselves frustrating by this general overview advisory style that these men exhibited, particularly on this uh, panel, Right. The questions I constantly get, but what do I do? They want to know, right? The reason we lose our patience with strategy in times of stress is that the fight or flight in the medulla kicks in, and you must do something, right? It is no longer a time for prognostications.
3: Yes, it's flight, uh, fight, flight, or freeze, but you're doing something. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so... So I I would agree that the generalities are so frustrating today. There's no time really to listen to the big picture when the fire is right in front of you. So what advice are we going to offer today on
0: what to do Well, one of the articles I read recently came from uh, CFO.com. They did a very good article uh, in which they talked about the six steps that they thought that leadership needed to engage in, kind of from a 30,000-foot level, but one can then dig in and say, how does that apply practically? So their six pieces are anticipate. You must predict what's going to lie ahead. Right? And predicting in unpredictable times, that's tough. But there's enough data out there now that's going to tell us what is about to happen. All right? So anticipate. Navigate. Course correcting in real time is a critical piece of this. You can't just set a plan and expect it to go for the next quarter or the next annual you know, review. It's going to be course correcting in real time. And that has to do with finances, the state of the international markets, the local markets, uh, whether or not people are permitted to go back to work, when they can go back to work, whether it's the entire country or state by state in the United States, around the world, and so on. So that real-time course correcting, get used to it. Uh, Communicate do so continuously, especially if you're course correcting on a regular basis. So connecting with your team more clearly is going to be a big issue. We'll talk more about that. Listen. You don't want to hear what you're going to hear. Listen. Listen especially to what you don't want to hear. Sometimes it's that this company isn't going to make it and it's time to close. It's tough stuff. You have to decide whether that's the case, but you should be listening to that. You can also listen to other ways to go about doing your business. Uh, I've talked to in folks, not necessarily in scalable businesses, but the service businesses, right? And uh, we talked about repackaging things or going after new markets and so on. Again, people don't always like to hear it. We are comfortable with what we're comfortable with. Now is it not the time to be comfortable. doesn't matter if you're not building a scalable corporation, as Anne would say, nothing good happens in the comfort zone. Who was nope. it who said that? David Bowie. There you go. (laughs) So, and the fifth one is learn. You must learn from experience and apply it to the future, but your learning curve is going to be awfully short. Um, First of all, I would look at things like, uh, I don't know, the epidemics of 1918, find out how they played out, where they played out, all of those kinds of things. Know what to expect that way, right? Apply other things from other downturns. 've often hear that you know what nothing could have prepared us for this we didn't know uh, you know nothing has ever been lost it's nonsense just in the last generation in 2000 uh, 2001 we had a technical crash in 2008 and nine we had a real estate crash and in 2020 we had a health crash don't tell me it hasn't happened before get on with it start learning from experience. Um, and apply it to the future. And the other experience you're going to do is you're going to find out what works in terms of remote operations, in terms of, uh, you know, moving people in and out of positions, things like that. You're going to figure out what works today, who's buying, who's not, and so on. You're going to do that this week, and you're going to apply it next week. You have very little time for that. And then finally, it's lead. And by that, they mean improving yourself to elevate others, Now is a time for you to seriously work on everything from your communication style to your leadership style, to your understanding of the global landscape, uh, your uh, industry landscape, right? Now is a time to become an excellent leader. You don't have time to grow into it later. So if you're the kind of uh, entrepreneur who's always focused on your product, now is the time to become your own business owner, right? Product management is not a business leader and we talk about it so often but now is your time to become that so we can dig into a lot of these pieces Anne. i think it might be interesting um i could start at the bottom and then we probably need to take a break what do you think I think that we should think about taking a break right
3: now. But I wanted to add one thing to something you said about experience to apply in the future. It's true. You and I have been on this planet long enough that we have got uh, several world crises under our belts um, not the world war because we're just a little bit younger than that but I came across an interesting factoid today on skim.com which I highly recommend for just straightforward news you know what's happening and why it matters and they said that there's actually been an economic downturn every five years for the last mm-hmm. half century so and and Ooh, that means there has been a recovery every five years, you know? So um, these are important things to We do know, we do have the playbook for some of this. Uh, global pandemic, maybe that's a little bit scarier, but we do have the playbook for managing in a crisis. So on that note, let's take a break for our sponsors and then come back and really dig into these uh, six steps of leadership. Uh, this is CEO coach and we'll be right
2: back more on how to get your business on the web with CEO coach after this.
4: Here's the truth you need to know about podcasting. The biggest problem you face right now as a future podcaster is the myth that it takes an enormous amount of time or effort to produce a high quality professional podcast. Luckily for you, there's a solution to your problem. You'll start seeing results with the DFY podcast system within a couple of weeks. You're just one podcast away from growing brand awareness and engagement in your business. Log on to podcast.wmr.fm and sign up for a deeply discounted rate today. That's podcast.wmr.fm.
5: It passes before it's noticed. A slight rising of the eyebrows, a widening of the eyes. It may be accompanied by an almost imperceptible inhalation. The heart adds a beat like a quiet exclamation point on the experience. Within a 10th of a second, the reaction has passed, but not without leaving its mark. Someone found what they're looking for. Does your website deliver impulses to act? It can. Intended Consequences is the podcast for digital marketers who see their job as changing hearts and minds. If you're frustrated, bored, or in a rut, It's time to spread your wings with me, Brian Massey, and my guests. Find out how successful, curious, creative, and data-driven marketers are making a difference on purpose. Visit IntendedPodcast.com or find us where you get your podcasts. Intended Consequences. Marketing on Purpose.
4: LPO. Landing Page Optimization. Where we make marketers great using design, data, psychology, and attitude. Join our host, Brian Massey, best known as the conversion scientist, as he sits down with leading marketers to help you create campaigns that deliver. LPO, only on webmasterradio.fm.
2: We're back with Julian Music and Ann Kennedy on CEO Coach, only on webmasterradio.fm.
3: Welcome back to CEO Coach. I'm in Kennedy here with Jillian Music. And today we are talking about leadership in a crisis and what are the really important attributes that you have to put into play, adopt and put into play in order to lead your company effectively through a crisis.
0: Go ahead, Jillian. Well, uh, this article I was talking about from CFO.com, and again, we'll put that on our Facebook page, and I think I'll tweet it out as well. You can find me on Twitter at, at SEOmom from my ma's days, so again, at SEOmom, and, and uh, you're still Ann Kennedy uh, on I'm Twitter, right? I'm still
3: Ann Kennedy, always no. been Ann Kennedy, always <laughs> will be,
0: on Twitter. Yep, yeah. so uh, so very cool, um, and that's Anne with an E, folks, A-N-N-E, Kennedy, okay, so... Uh, We'll tweet these things out as well as throwing them up on Facebook so you can go catch these things quickly. Now, this article suggested you start at the bottom of Maslow's hierarchy, and it's really a a very good advice, right? You've got to meet people where they are. Their most basic needs must be met and so on. Uh, Nobody's going to concentrate on what's going on in your business if they're out of toilet paper and uh, hand sanitizer. So meet your folks where they are. Check in. Uh, We talked about this in our kind of overview of the crisis uh, uh, session last week. Uh, But really, uh, figure out what it is that is uh, troubling your people, what stops them from getting their head in the game, even for a few hours to support your company and make sure they have whatever the hell they need. This does not mean you've got toilet paper any better than they do, but addressing it acknowledging it and then responding this is what we're going to do and we're all going to make do you know with uh, tissue paper until the toilet paper shows up or whatever the hell it is um, is going to be the case All right. now once you've met the needs and that does not mean the stuff shows up it means that you've acknowledged it and there is a plan for something to show up then the focus can shift to this alignment to common purpose and uh, elevating your entire team to focus on what has to happen next right we often say that if you are in sales and you do not address the person's needs first they never listen to you until you've answered the primary question if the primary question is what does it cost if you don't tell them up front it costs x they're never going to listen to you to get the final end and then you tell them what it costs and then they say well now let's go back over it again all right that's number one so um i know that they talked in this article about what they say are earthquakes and aftershocks. So that's intriguing as well. Well, um, see,
3: you didn't grow up in Southern California like I did. We know all about earthquakes and aftershocks. Yes, uh-huh. you have an earthquake, it's not over. <laughs> you know, those plates are right. still snagged or whatever it is that causes the energy to ripple up in an earthquake. And so you get aftershocks.
0: Mm hmm. So how would we kind of relate that to what's about to go on? I would think, for example, it really means that as you create a, a, a tactical plan for the next, you know, 12, 18 months, whatever, um, it is about the strategic plan. I mean, strategic, we're going to grow, right? <laughs> but yeah. how are you going to do this, right? As you do that, this idea of course correcting every few moments is truly critical, right? Um, here's what this article said i'm going to read it direct it said in los angeles where our firm is based we're accustomed to earthquakes and knowing that when one occurs the aftershocks are coming in the same way in a crisis you have to anticipate the aftershocks the unintended consequences of the initial shock to the system this is just every store running out of toilet paper Exactly. (laughs) Right. Right. And that would be your office too. Right. But this is the kind of thing that um, is going to trip you up over the next few months if you don't anticipate what comes next. Right. So think clearly, for example, if you have a series of customers across a number of industries, now is the time to determine which of those industries is going to thrive, which one will survive and which ones are really going to crash. Now I'm going to go after more thrivers for my new customers. I'm going to, or yes, the thrivers. I'm going to help those who can survive to survive. And it might mean that I do a little for them, even without pay for the moment or they'll pay me later or whatever. I'll figure it out. I don't want to lose them for the long term. They will make it, right? And the rest you have to say, no, that's not where I'm getting my new customers from, even if that was my core target market. So think about those things. Think about what's going to happen down the road, right? The implications for all the stakeholders of every decision you make, your employees, your customers, your investors, right? These are the things you want to look at every time. How is whatever just happened, you know, has just happened is, how is that affecting all these three parties and then what's about to happen next and how will it affect all of them as well? So I had a number of phone calls, my son included, as a matter of fact, not the elder, but the younger, um, saying, you know, here's what I'm thinking about doing during this time. We're all sequestered at home anyway. It seems like a quieter time. Should I be looking at whatever? And I thought, now let's take a look at what's urgent versus what's important. Right? What he was talking about was quite important. It was about optimizing the processes of the company where he was and so on. And all of that made such good sense. But if the company doesn't survive, it doesn't matter, right? Urgent is taking a look at this largest picture, right? Understanding what you must deal with instantly and today. Now, Anne, you and I talked about this in our last show too, right? We talked about money, right? Get a hold of every last dime you can get your hands on, right? If you have investors who are committed, get that damn check in the whatever it takes, figure it out, yep. right? If you have a line credit, now max it out. If you have other options, now's the time to do it. Sort out what you're going to do in terms of paying your staff. Can you pay them half? Can you pay them three quarters? Can you stretch it out? Can you give them more stock paying them? What can you do today to make sure that you survive and thrive tomorrow? These are the urgent things. Survivability is urgent, thriving is your next piece and then we'll talk about how to look forward and figure out how you can thrive through all of this because through every tough time there's an opportunity to come out as the largest player right don't miss those opportunities so ann what was next on this uh, article here
3: let's say? leave no one behind and uh, ah. it sounds like the Marines, you know, never leave a man you know, who's down, um, uh, or I guess a person now in the Marines. But uh, in the military, yes. For example, leaders put the safety and well-being of others before themselves. And when military leaders who lead, led during periods of conflict um, like to say they've never lost a soldier, and that's a Deep mindset of humility and accountability
0: rather than hubris and bravado. Right. It does really mean that you're looking out for every part of your team. Um, And again, we covered briefly this stuff last week, but we can dig in a little bit more here. Um, We talked about uh, Will uh, from SEER Interactive and how he was helping his staff to get their head in the game, keep their head in the game and not worry about uh, money, and on, but there are so much more around it. There will be people who will become ill. Certainly there will be people who have family members who are ill. Some will require hospitalization, some will not. Some merely the fear of it. What about those with children? Now they have to be teaching their children at home and tending and caring for them as well as working. These are really tough things. So the question is how you manage and how you make it possible for all your team members to work at the top of their game. Some of that might be that you permit people to have meetings late in the evening after their children have gone to bed. Maybe it's that they simply don't get to join those meetings but you're taking copious notes or you're taping the meeting so that they can hear about it later, right? There has to be accommodation. We are all working with, if you will, an accessibility requirement. None of us is accessible to the other person in person. So let's figure that out. Um, Be thoughtful, be deep, ask a lot of questions and listen to the answers. Don't just assume you know what's needed. The assume is really make an ass of you and me mm-hmm. in its highest form right now.
3: Yeah, the the uh, natural inclination in a crisis would be to go into command and control, but that's not leadership. You need compassion, um, even now more than ever, a bottom-up culture uh to accurately perceive what's going on and figure out how to predict what you're going to do tomorrow. We have to take a break for our sponsors now. And when we come back, we'll put a lot of links up on our Facebook page. But we also, uh, when we come back, we'll try and work out, uh, summarize this into some tips that people can actually use, Jillian. So uh, this is CEO Coach, and we'll be right back.
2: More on how to get your business on the web with CEO Coach after this.
5: Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be.
2: We're back with Jillian Music and Ann Kennedy on CEO Coach, only on webmasterradio.fm.
3: Welcome back to CEO Coach. This is Ann Kennedy. I'm here with Jillian Music, and we are talking about how to uh, not just survive the uh, coronavirus crisis, world pandemic, but how to uh, thrive and really get down to exactly uh what you should be doing now in your company so jillian what is next
0: well i think it's something that you talked about just recently with me um you know thriving requires resilience and i'd like to address that for the ceos themselves um you had some comments around cheryl sandberg yes talking to the skim tell us about that well,
3: uh, again, I highly recommend the skim. That skim with two M's. A couple of young women have put together a really terrific uh, radio and um, online news uh, outfit. A couple of min- millennials just got down and did it. Anyway, on a recent uh, From the Couch podcast, I think it was just last week, actually, um, <clears throat> it, they interviewed Cheryl Sandberg who herself is no stranger to hard times. Um, But here's what she had to say about resilience. First, resilience is a muscle you train, and you do that by difficulty, which is not hard to find these days. Second, recognize that the difficult times are not permanent. That may be hard to imagine now, but this will pass, and we will
0: uh, get past it, and there will be a world after it. You know, there was somebody else who also something about, you know, this too shall pass, as my mother would say. But uh, he said recently, what was it, um, the pandemic, or if you will, crises, are short-lived yes yes. careers are long very long yeah crises are short careers are long (laughs) so think about that if you handle this well you will have a long and good career ahead of you don't handle this poorly so yes there's a lot of stress on you but resilience this muscle you train helps you to do this so what else did she have to say well she also said understand
3: things could be worse And that helps you have gratitude for where you are now. And it puts perspective into what you are uh, uh, living through. And her last tip was to be there for others. Find ways that even though we cannot hug anybody right now, which is my personal difficulty, um, because I am a hugger, that's what I miss most, but there are still ways, uh, to find people. Maybe you pick up groceries for someone or you see on next door that somebody needs their prescription picked up and you're out anyway for your once a week errand trip. And you go and do that also in your business, find, um, uh, be there for others and find ways to, uh, the people that need more help than you do. Um, in, Some of the lessons
0: I learned yeah. in, in hard times um, from an individual point of view, right? And again, as a leader, you're going to be managing teams of individuals who have very full lives at the moment, right? They had full lives mm-hmm. before, but now mm-hmm. if they have children again, they're at home. If they have loved ones, those loved ones may be sick and varying different levels and require more support. If you have aged loved ones, perhaps you're bringing them the groceries. I'm going out. They're in do all of these things suddenly life is much fuller but in the hardest times doing things for others is easier than doing them for yourself as you might be getting up in the morning and feeling like you're having a hard time dragging your butt out of bed and figuring out what do i do next it's overwhelming you don't do it for yourself you do it for your staff your team your customers your investors your advisors you do it for the others right? Those who are counting on you. Um, When I was a little girl, my father passed away. There were five children and my mother was left to raise all of them. And she said, I just put one foot in front of the other. And she told me that for many years. It wasn't until like 30 or 40 years later that she took the time, if she will, to grieve properly. She did for others in the toughest of times. These are the kinds of things that people that you're dealing with, your staff and your, your vendors, your uh, team of all kinds, right? The greater team of your company, right? will be dealing with today. And indeed, you may be dealing with it yourself. So doing for others is how you look at this, okay? Once you get through it, you will have the leisure to review it. What I'm saying is put one foot in front of the other. And on that note, it
3: is time for us to uh, close this particular episode of CEO Coach. Uh, We'd like to thank our producers at WMR.FM for their support. You can download these shows at WMR.FM, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, and many other places around the web. You'll find links and more on facebook.com, CEO Coach Podcast, which is our Facebook page. Uh, Jillian and I will also be tweeting out links. Jillian is at SEO mom from her ma's days, and I am at Ann Kennedy, as always. So stop by, uh, hit the like button, put in a comment so we know you heard us, and Also, let us know what you'd like to hear about on some of our upcoming podcasts. Thanks for joining us. I'm Ann Kennedy with Jillian Music, and you can find out more about how we help companies launch, grow, pivot, and thrive at outlinesventure.com. Till next time.